0: What conditions? are stipulations. <laughs> Magic tricks. Or manipulations. Interjecting conversations. I don't know talk about it. We're okay. okay.
1: Um, we've been gone for approximately a month. That's really good, Ken. Thank you. Mackenzie is um, singing the song of uh, our people. Well, the, song what the song I thought song to be.
0: Yeah. Um, which is Grimes. There's been a schism. <laughs> there has been a schism. Awfully one sided schism. The weight is with all of <laughs> us, the people. So Mackenzie and I both spent the 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 latter part of our teen years
1: listening to uh Grimes. And now Grimes has betrayed us by I would add twenties. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Later part of our teen years, 20 to 20s. And now Grimes is pregnant with Elon Musk's baby. I thought she hopped off the train. She did hop off that train. She hopped off of that underground speed train that he wants to build. And then they got back together and now she's knocked Snuck
0: up. Snuck up into her. Um. <laughs> so that's too bad. I saw the photo today and at first I was like, I thought this was just a nice artsy grimesy thing because that's what she photo does of grimes i'm like that's cute i like it and then and then this, yeah? she had to like, superimpose a sonogram of a baby and then that i thought it's not even a sonogram it's, it's not a, a photorealistic, like, yeah. like biology textbook baby third <laughs> trimester baby on her eight l- months she's not there's no way, there's no way she's swollen far, mound far along, yeah and the first time i it, saw it called a mound
1: gross sorry call it an almond joy please i like that better oh yeah no <laughs>
0: Um, when I first saw it, I thought that it was like an alien baby. I'm like, that's, that's neat. That's on brand because there's a mental block for perceiving it to be what it was. And then you texted me that she was pregnant. Yep. And I had just seen the photo and I thought it was just a cute nude. <laughs> cute nude? She just thought it was a, it <laughs> it was a, a cute Photoshop nude. Photo nude, nude. <laughs> actually
1: grimes. God damn yeah. it. Um, <laughs> I can't even, like pro- someone asked me, he's like, why don't you like Elon
0: Musk? Well, first of all, he treats his workers terribly. He's also a big goon, and he has a temper. Yeah, remember when he called the person who... Uh, rescued the boys from the Indonesian cave, of pedophile. He's like Trump, like you can instigate him with a tweet, and he gets very nasty when he's instigated, and for somebody who's in their late, mid, late 40s, I don't oh, know. Oh, he's
1: gotta be up there, his oldest kid's like 15. Yeah,
0: it's just, he, he has five other kids. Yeah. And the oldest is 15. He just picks a younger model each time, apparently. This one just happens to mean a lot to us. <sighs> Poor Grimes. Okay, we're gonna move on now. Um, It's good to Whatever. be back. Whatever, Grimes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Folks, this is exceedingly persuasive. I'm Brooke Rogers. I'm Mackenzie Brennan. It's been a has been a hot sec. Uh, we've been traveling and and celebrating the holidays. And yeah, festive doings, festive goings on, festive goings on, and a lot has happened, folks, since we've been gone. That's uh, true. Things just kept happening, and I kept texting you, being like, "Wow, what? so much is happening all the time now." Right,
0: and most recently, are we gonna die? Am I gonna see you again? Maybe it sounds like we will live to let's die another day. Yeah, to loaf another day. Um, but it was real tenuous there, and mm-hmm. hey, we could always be back there again.
1: Yeah, we'll keep you updated on whether or not we're coming back next week.
0: Because of you, <laughs> you'll know
1: if we're not, because you'll be dead too. Um, yeah, just just assume that if we are all dead, no new episodes. Are <laughs> Don't, out. Check. Don't, Don't check. Don't check it. the episodes.
0: <laughs> uh, so that's an, that's an Iran reference. Uh which we, also we will talk about in depth later. Get there. But also Australia's on fire. Yeah, right. It's it has so, been on fire for three months now. That's a big problem. Uh and I don't mean to be flippant as my smiling voice implies. It's uh, yeah, very serious. Uh, about it's bad. Half a billion
1: animals have died at this point. Yeah. It's it's someone laid Australia over a map of the US to show oh, where God. the fires were. And it's just L.A. to New York, a huge circle all around. Basically, it would be if our entire coast is on fire.
0: Yeah, and it's a lot of metropolitan areas, too. Um, It's both metropolitan and rural areas. And uh, my friend Kate McKenna posted a good graphic about educating yourself and where you can give to both people and animals who have been deprived and then on a a greater scale, just like climate change-related resources, Mm -hmm. because this is – being facilitated by the lack of rainfall and general drought in Australia yeah. this year, um, but the government also defunded the agency that controls
1: fires, bushfires. I don't know exactly what they call it there, but mm. I think it was like nine billion oh dollars last year. So they they actually uh,
0: so it's kind of a perfect storm away. or yeah. lack thereof because the, it's both a government effort away from assisting and it it's also the the long-term effect of a lack of government efforts, which is climate change as a whole. So. And we
1: heard a little bit, we heard from, I heard from a few people who listen, because um, I posted about it on my stories, and it's it's devastating. And even if you aren't in the area, there's a lot of, usually a lot of smoke, and it's affecting. It's affecting pretty much all of Australia in one way or the other. So yeah, health
0: wise, this probably won't go away for for a good long while. In fact, I think the smoke has gotten to South America now. Yeah, I think it's, it's something its like if across. you're
1: if you're breathing where the smoke is heavy, it's like smoking a pack of cigarettes per day. Ugh. So if you if you're in Australia and you'd like to message us and tell us a little about what you're what you're uh, experiencing there, um, just to help us understand a bit more, Absolutely. we'd love to hear
0: from you. And I'll I'll refer everybody who wants to educate themselves who might not be there to my friend Kate McKenna's page. She's keeping everyone pretty updated. She lives right outside of Sydney and her handle is at K A I T E M C K E N N A. And, and I hope she doesn't info. die. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Kate, hope she stays alive. Give her a shout. While well, she's all sending love to everybody in Australia. Um, speaking of people that we're not sending love to, Harvey Weinstein's on trial. Yeah, and he is—he's so sick. very clearly faking a disability, which is just
1: <laughs> so slimy. He had the
0: audacity to slap those um tennis balls on the feet of his walker, which God forbid somebody with that kind of money not just get skids for their fucking walker. Well, that wouldn't work, would it? Because not as aesthetically. He's trying to play it up. It, for, yeah. And it's sympathy. working. I cried. He has lost a lot of weight, and he looks he looks like he is very stressed out. I would he be too. He looks worse. He's one of those folks who just well, kind he just, of. He looks pale, and like he's sallow, not eating or sleeping. Sallow good. in a bag, yeah. That's what I
1: say, uh, but no, he. So he started off with I think like a, a cane, and then it was crutches. Now it's a walker. They're just pulling I out. Did, I did see a photo of him just
0: like clinging to the railing of the courthouse steps. As they, because they had to carry up his walker for him, of course, and then he's just kind of pulling himself up like a rock climber. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ. Does, I mean, it's just it's so for somebody who made such good movies, <laughs> really such a bad actor, bad theatrics.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's just such a it's so insulting to people with
0: disabilities because it's obviously using it's insulting to all kinds of devices classes that of they people, actually need. Yeah, because it's I mean it's obviously insulting to the victims. It's insulting to just your average person who apparently is thought to be stupid enough to buy this and not only buy it but be swayed by the emotional tug. <laughs> yeah.
1: Ugh anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's he's probably I mean at this point I don't there's so much public pressure on the D at this point. And uh, Yeah. And I,
0: yeah. So anyways in impeachment news. There's just always impeachment news. There's just it
1: just keeps happening. And we missed a fair amount. We missed a lot. The vote was held in the House and
0: Donald Trump was impeached in the House. Yep. Joining the proud ranks of, well, he is the third in history now yeah. to actually have been officially impeached by House vote. I do take some solace, regardless of the outcome, in the fact that that will always be on his Wikipedia page and he'll always be able to Google that Part about of himself. Part feels like there's so much
1: that's happened in his administration that it's going to be just one of many, many footnotes. That... Oh,
0: oh no. It is in the first paragraph. For what it's worth, because I checked the next day. Actually, you were the one who said that it had already been updated. Oh yeah, the we night were we were watching the yeah.
1: votes roll in, and it, as soon as as soon as they called it, the yep. Wikipedia was updated, and it, was, it said that he was impeached.
0: Heck yeah, someone had their finger like on the button, you know it. Oh yeah, someone was sitting there like
1: editing. Someone probably Wikipedia multiple, nerd Yeah, was sitting there waiting for it to to hit, and then he's like, yes, got there first. Oh yeah, he wanted to be he or she wanted to be the person who put that in. I wish I could say that of myself. Maybe I'll start. Next time it was me. a big news thing happens, we'll, we'll make sure we get on Wikipedia.
0: It don't get this big, baby. So we should at least say for posterity, uh, two articles of impeachment. The first one was, or the, the second one was obstruction of Congress, which I thought was the more slam dunk evidentiary one. It's all relative. I think they yeah. both were, were pretty much in the bag. But that one was so easy to me in terms of to defying prove, yeah. subpoenas but then the other one
1: interfering abuse of power abuse of power Which, thank you to me abuse of power seems like such a like such a vague you know broad term that yeah. you, that that to me seems like the easier one to prove than a i mean of, I, of yeah dangerous. again
0: it's relative because um they're they're both so amply proven but i think if you are hesitant to make such a sweeping statement there's a lot easier path to go through to be like this person disobeyed this subpoena you know, for the cowards among us, like uh, Tulsi.
1: Yeah, that- Tulsi voted pre- uh, present. <laughs> Tulsi
0: Gabbard, gross.
1: Probably just looking snappy in her white
0: suit, sauntered Bro, in. You're I salivating. Know, stop
1: it. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we fine. should say that um, there is there's the yay vote, there's the nay vote option, there is the not, not voting. voting. Like, Which why don't you just choose anyway? It was a statement. Oh, absolutely, she was making a statement. Because you can abstain from voting and just not. Like, you can be present and not vote and just be marked not voting, but you have to actively choose, like, tell the people that I was present, but I'm choosing not to participate. That's like me when I force
1: myself to go to a party that I don't want to be at, and I'm like, I'm here, but I don't want to be here, and I want everyone to know that. You're
0: certainly making a statement, and so she was the only, I think she was the only person, period, Democrat or Republican, who chose to vote present on both articles. Justin Amash
1: voted for impeachment and he's an independent yeah, yeah
0: and he's recently an independent he switched from, yeah, republican, from republican because of of this inquiry and what it i revealed. think
1: he's one of the he he is he's shown the most integrity throughout <laughs> this out of everybody out else of so many politicians that have
0: oh yeah everybody else who had integrity um like resigned or retired because i'm thinking of like okay Jeff Flake at least had some comments. But Jeff Flake
1: always voted with Trump, even though he was vocally against him, which is kind of an interesting juxtaposition. Yeah, maybe least... I'm
0: just amplifying. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. John McCain died, so he can't... Yeah. Like, that was another one that kind of was a stronghold. But anyways, yeah. So, Articles 1 and 2 were both uh, approved after some very performative, like, five hours of debate. Yeah. <laughs> Quote-unquote debate. And just today, in fact... Where they going? The Senate. They went to the Senate already. At long last. They walked them
1: over ceremoniously. It is no longer in the House. It is now in the Senate. I know. That, honestly, <laughs> there's a pretension. Goofy Oh, procedure. my God. Yeah. I, they wa- the way that she signed each... Did you watch her sign it?
0: No. She I, had,
1: like, 15 pens, and your, she took... In case? She, no, no, no. Something died. She signs... Every letter of her name with a different pen. Oh, that's because, because they want the right. pens to like hand out, which yeah, yeah. is such a weird thing to me. I'm like, can we just stop doing all of this? I just I hate the pomp and circumstance. I of know, of,
0: of, but I know that politics. that other people like actors and stuff do that too. Like that's always been a thing. That's like what I'm going to use seventy on pens. Like, what? <laughs> What I don't are we know.
1: Doing? This, anyway, yeah. it was signed, it was sent to the Senate. So, there were two two big issues that kept it stalled in the House for so long. Cuz it was
0: delayed um obviously this vote took More place before the holidays yeah. in December of 2019 last decade. And just now today it is January 15th mm-hmm. of 2020 yeah. and they just sent them over. So, and the
1: the public reason for the stall for a very long time was that Pelosi was, and Pelosi and McConnell couldn't come to an agreement on what the what the trial would look like, so McConnell would was refusing to commit to a set of rules, and Pelosi was clearly nervous that if it made it to the Senate, they wouldn't allow witnesses and they wouldn't allow certain documents to be entered basically into evidence for lack of a better term
0: right they they were threatening and this still isn't entirely off the table, not allowing any witnesses to testify, which is pretty absurd um in a even fact witnesses in a, a trial piece of like what is most yeah. akin to a trial in terms of impeachment procedure. But um, as I said
1: before, purely from a political sense, McConnell had all the leverage there. Of course absolutely. he wasn't going to agree to a set a set of rules because he had no reason to. He you know, well, he kept,
0: yeah, I mean, and I again, again I mean, will qualify. I, I think that you're absolutely right in terms of we could have seen this coming. But the only tweak to that language, the only caveat is that the big thing that should prevent that is scruples, decency, procedure, mm-hmm. constitution. You yeah, know, when is that ever factored into this right. administration? Right. So obviously, we're we're on the same page there. But yeah. I would say that there's always a a higher purpose. Oh, that sounds too religious. There's always
1: the <laughs> <A higher> um, <laughs> ah, halo comes down on Mackenzie's head, and then
0: it's like, oh no, I'm yes. an atheist and <laughs> shrinks back into the sky. Gross. Get out of here. But there's there's absolutely always like a, a legal and procedural and even just like moral commitment to not doing the easy but extraordinarily shitty and disingenuous thing.
1: Right, the the politically convenient thing. But in yeah. that sense, I mean, McConnell had all the leverage. Right. Either Pelosi was just going to have to hold on to it, hold on to the articles which which is what she did for more than a, I think more than a month. It was about probably a about a month. Yeah. So, and she was under pressure from her own party Dianne Feinstein came out and said, if it's so urgent, let's send it to the Senate. There were three other Democrats who came out and said, let's just get this going. Why are you holding on to it? Yeah, I think so her own time party was kind of crumbling underneath her, and she was trying to get out and you know in, in front of the public and say, we need to agree to a set of rules. McConnell, the, you know, the GOP in the Senate won't work with us, and we need to have this established before we send it over. Because obviously from her point of view, she was concerned that – this was going to become politically convenient for Trump because they would send mm-hmm. it to the Senate. He would not be removed, and then it would then he would have that talking point going into the twenty twenty election,
0: as he does with Mueller,
1: right? Absolutely. And on top of that, they're already going to be losing two of their top candidates. Basically, they're going to be off the campaign trail. Ugh. Warren and Bernie are both going to have to be involved in the trial instead of campaigning, which could push Buttigieg and Biden further in the God, polls.
0: That's another scare. I I don't want the two worlds of thought to meet because it's just another complicating factor. It's going to be a messy, yeah. messy few
1: months. We've got Super Tuesday coming up. Um, A lot of important states are coming up in the next few months, and it's going to be interesting to see what this looks like and see how quickly they can get through this trial.
0: Right. One of the things that I think was what everybody suspected to be the reason prior to, like today or yesterday, Mm -hmm. for the delay in handing the articles over to the Senate, um, because initially I think all of us thought, okay, this is strategic, this is the last bargaining chip that Democrats have, because once it goes to the Senate, we lose the majority— even though there might not have been a constructive end goal in this theoretical mm-hmm. world, which did not end up being the only case, the yeah, only reason that we'll she get to withheld it. the second it.
1: factor in a second.
0: Right. But even if there, it wasn't the most constructive end goal, at least it was holding on to the last bit of power and saying, like, it, let's keep the conversation open and figure it out before we. Because once you
1: turn those articles over, it, yeah, it would be done. She would have lose no, our more, grip. no more power.
0: But. Plot twist, there was actually a much bigger, much better, and more private reason that came out yesterday for why she withheld those articles, and it was a big one. So, Lev Parnas, who we've, I believe
1: we've talked about him on the, on the oh, podcast yeah. before, cartoonishly.
0: He- uh, Goon. He's a goon, yes, he is. he's
1: one of Rudy Giuliani's fixers. And Kenzie mentioned this, but <laughs> Rudy Giuliani is basically Trump's fixer, so we and have uh, like
0: a lineage, it's like grand fixers, they're multiplying like rabbits. <laughs> yeah. Just the fixers are just their the generations just... are spooling, but at least we're getting closer to the patriarch, so to speak. Lev Parnes,
1: who was uh Rudy Giuliani's fixer, he, he was indicted by the Southern District of New York. In october and at the time and this is something i completely missed hmm. and it just now became relevant again But at the time his lawyer basically said that he had information that would be pertinent to the impeachment and democrats would basically like you want to know this is what mm-hmm. the his lawyer like wink wink you need this like give us a deal because we have this information which
0: you take with a grain of salt because obviously a lawyer advocate advocating for their client pre-sentencing is going to play every card card in the book yeah Yeah. so that and i know that the only shred of memory that that i kept in the back of my mind which i certainly didn't connect to this per se but i would always see tweets come up sporadically from lev parnas's lawyer Mm. who has been running a pretty Ambitious campaign on Twitter called "Let Lev Speak," and he'll just tweet photos of Lev Parnas with Rudy Giuliani and Lev Parnas with uh, Trump himself, and at different properties. You can't call him. You can't call him lazy. He's a dedicated right. guy. He knows that his client's going down for at
1: least some time, so bringing everybody with me. So a, a new batch of this evidence was was released yesterday, Tuesday evening. So a couple days ago. So that
0: was the thirteenth the of January.
1: That's right, and. These documents the there are some big there's some big also cartoonish. things to highlight. Uh first of all, these are handwritten notes of Parness's scribbled on Ritz-Carlton paper, like from a Ritz-Carlton hotel. Like which not is, letterhead.
0: It's it's like the it's notepads like the note that get come on your that's like
1: next to the Bible. Bedstand,
0: <laughs> yes. Your, Gideon's and, Bible and then the
1: little token notepad. And like, that's what he chose. Also just maybe don't keep those. Y yo, yeah, what the fuck <laughs> i mean just maybe don't if you if you what is it write incremented evidence on a ritz carlton notepad maybe throw them out after or burn them
0: this is like or don't write it on a notepad this is like the arrested development bit where the feds have a scrapbooking class yeah for all the people and they're like ironically they did not get martha stewart and is beautiful calligraphy that says up yours g Men." <laughs> I did icon. not take that tack here.
1: <laughs> I, I kind of picture just a bunch of uh, a bunch of like House Intelligence Committee members sitting in a room, like doing that pencil trick where you mark <laughs> yes. over what like someone's already written on it, so you can see what the what the previous writing was. <laughs> Hold but, it over
0: the fire or something. No,
1: they were very clear. And one thing that really stood out to pretty much everyone was that on one of these no- on this notepad, Parnas had written down that uh, his main objective was to get. Ukrainian president Zelensky to announce that the Biden case will be investigated. And if you remember, if you are a frequent listener of this podcast, then you remember us talking about this earlier in the trial in the House um, that, a, a, multiple witnesses said that Trump's main concern was... In in dealing with Ukraine was the Biden investigation And not just that but getting it announced
0: And so that's kind of two tiers of bad We have that it wasn't just corruption in general It was Biden specific that's bad enough And then also that it's not even Biden investigation specific Like we're not even actually trying to look into it it's just the announcement and how damning that would be it's always that
1: word announce the investigation you don't actually have to and then this is the the implication is that you don't actually have to investigate him we just want you just have to announce it because that's gonna look bad bad. and Mackenzie, a few episodes ago you brought up that there was a cnn interview that Zelensky was supposed to appear on
0: with farid zakaria i believe and farid zakaria actually came out contemporaneously with this testimony and said Hey, you guys, by the way, right before this impeachment inquiry began, so before this came to light essentially for the first time in the public eye, I actually had an interview scheduled with Zelensky that he had scheduled and then abruptly canceled when this came to light. So the theory the is that released.
1: that was probably when he was going to right. s- announce that he y- was making Ukraine good on the been, yeah had been invest- was promise. going to investigate Biden which obviously Absolutely. would have hurt Biden especially if it was coming straight from Zelensky. So the fact that multiple witnesses have said this was a priority of Trump's and Rudy Giuliani's fixer Had written this down The Biden case Announced that the Biden case Will be investigated Those are two things That definitely signal For everyone who Says that Why, why is it so bad That Trump is Concerned about corruption This kind of goes Against That's that been, Because it's yeah. not just The Biden investigation It's announcing The Biden investigation Absolutely. What it looks like is that he wanted a bad, a couple bad news cycles against Biden. He yeah. wanted this to come to light in a way that didn't look like he had his hand in it.
0: And setting aside the fact that just the fact of targeting Biden specifically is so unfounded in any evidence, and it was done in such a covert and not international security, foreign policy-related way, mm-hmm. that even if we didn't have this added layer of, oh, you're only concerned about the press side of it, it still would exactly. be pretty bad. but but now we have a double, you know, insult to injury, whatever. Yeah, he wanted that to out in the open. yeah. and the
1: the documents also pointed to a a possible like sort of seedy understanding mm. with the former prosecutor general yuri litsenko who apparently offered to investigate the bidens and burisma i need to look more into what exactly they were looking into in Barisma. i'm not i'm not totally sure but he offered to investigate
0: who knows the bidens. I mean, he that litsenko himself was notoriously corrupt so that there might not have been any more substance than that like, we're in- just going to look into them. We're going to have an investigation open and everyone's going to be unawares. These documents suggest that there was a sort of quid pro quo with L- Lutsenko,
1: who was saying that he would investigate the Bidens, and in exchange, he wanted the former ambassador to the Ukraine, Marie Yovanovitch, to be fired. And you're, I think everyone remembers she was probably the most... Um, she was such a badass. <laughs> her Her testimony was really... Catchy. Now. I don't know exactly. How to, I don't know for that. It was, yeah, it was, very, it was. It was very. Um,
0: because she's she's so she's righteously a, angry. She was righteously right. angry, and and not over the top, but just so wounded by what was a very wounding process. And she's a career civil servant. She is the preeminent expert in her position or for her position. And just very composed. I've been, I've been working in public service for decades. Yeah, in the State Department specifically, in Ukraine specifically, under and multiple even administrations, anti-corruption efforts yeah. in Ukraine which specifically, which is probably
1: why Lutsenko didn't like her in the first place. Absolutely, if he was, if he had problems with corruption in the past. Like
0: we know that this is a moral person who's not gonna play ball.
1: Exactly. So yeah. That, and, and it was interesting because, it, as we remember from again, if you listen a couple episodes ago, we talked about how Giuliani and Trump. Both kind of worked to smear her and 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 act like that she, like she was let go with cause basically that sure. she was not good at
0: her job and that also covers their own asses right exactly because then it's like you oh, have to have
1: a reason this isn't suspect her.
0: right but she was also the subject
1: of text messages between Parnas and Robert F Hyde someone who I had never heard of before nope. this nope he nope, is nope. A, he was he was a Republican congressional candidate he was texting with Parnes
0: he claimed that they were tracking
1: Yovanovitch's actions in the Ukraine and said that Which he, the threat is,
0: is relatively the same.
1: Oh, no, absolutely. You know, like... Uh, he claimed that they knew what... It's like they a security camera. Computer was, and phones were on and off. And then he sent a very disturbing text message to Parnes where he said, if you want her out, they need to make contact with security forces. So we're not sure who they is. This is a terrifying but level. But if you want her
0: out, is such a it's it's so keep in mind she's being it's such a threatening thing to say oh absolutely like she's being attacked solely for her expertise and neutrality preemptively for what moral upstanding work performance that implies like and that's that's really her only quote-unquote crime and when you told me about this new evidence i i felt like it really validated a piece of her testimony which is that she felt very threatened because when she read a transcript of a phone call with i think
1: oh, i think it was trump and zelensky that
0: trump had said something along the lines of in reference to Yovanovitch, something is going to be happening to her
1: yeah so that, and she, and she that seemed very implies, shaken up by that that implies that so we're kind of three steps removed from trump right it's it's robert f hyde and, and totally Parnass. different than the path that she, that that testimony was from. So now we exactly. have like two, so two different, different, different corroborating points that can yeah. kind of be connected here because Parnas is talking to Robert F. Hyde and he, and Robert F. Hyde says if you want her out, which could mean, which could mean if you want her to, you know, be out of the job. This is
0: best case scenario, benefit of the doubt, sure. But they're yeah.
1: discussing this and on one hand, and on the other hand, Trump is telling Zelensky that something potentially bad is going to happen to her so that kind of connects the two and and maybe proves that or at least implies that trump it's the, corroborating the, the left the very hand least. knew what the right hand was doing absolutely um they and they that ne- it was a was, scary thing they were doing it wasn't like giuliani and parnas were just functioning over here in the corner not telling trump what was going on
0: on trump's behalf on let's trump's say behalf, yeah so they,
1: that at least implies that trump wasn't blindly ignorant to at least some of what was going on or
0: could plausibly be that's you know, right. So we're yeah.
1: not we're not claiming that absolutely. This is Trump just was like aware of everything. Layers and
0: layers of culpability. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's so we can that the bottom line is that yeah. that evidence came out. Um, it may be the first of many revelations because this is yeah we're about that, to open up a whole other side of this yeah. trial. You,
1: I think you mentioned that they may allow witnesses because specifically because they want to bring that's my the GOP suspicion may allow witnesses potentially to bring Hunter Biden. Yeah, that to testify.
0: That okay. is my suspicion. Just to backtrack a little bit, I think it's worth hitting in the context of, of the fact that witnesses are in question to underscore that the Senate phase of an impeachment of the impeachment process we, first we have he has been impeached already in the House. That vote happened, done deal forever impeached. Now it goes to the Senate. And the Senate is the more trial-akin piece. The Chief Justice John Roberts is going to preside over it, and that is where they will decide to, quote-unquote, convict or remove the president. It's much more like a trial than the House piece, which kind of... gathering evidence and seeing if there is a case to send to Right. Senate. And things like, um, you know, the fact that the Chief Justice presides over it, uh, senators are... Similar to a jury but they're a jury who can have their minds made up ahead of time and mm-hmm. comment to the public and talk to each other so it's a little bit less scrupulous than, than that process would be but it's certainly closer to that than the house phase and things like rules of evidence might have a little bit more um, relevance here I know that a lot of people were saying like oh hearsay which you know totally full of hot air and nothing else, hearsay would have been admissible in the context that they were saying it. Rules of evidence might actually apply here because Chief Justice John Roberts might uh, make a ruling about if something can be admitted, quote-unquote, heard by the jury of senators. That said, it's still going to be the senators whose minds are made up and whose parties are pretty set in stone who vote and make the mm-hmm. decision regardless yeah. of what the Chief Justice says. It's interesting that you bring up the
1: the the fact that they're potentially supposed to be impartial jurors. Similar to that. What's really it's interesting weird. to me, so the the constitution actually specifies that the the anyone who was sitting for an impeachment trial should have to take an oath
0: or affirmation. Mm -hmm. And one of the... As all senators do for what it's worth when they assume office. When they assume
1: office, but specifically for impeachment, they have to take this oath and and, and a line from the oath will have to be, in all things uh, appertaining to the trial of impeachment of Donald J. Trump, now pending, I will do impartial justice according to the Constitution and laws. And that kind Mm. of brings up an interesting factor here, which is that uh, Senators like Lindsey Graham have in the past (laughs) said that there's nothing that can happen that would convince him that Trump should be impeached. So it's... No, that's a very good. Can he Mitch actually? Mitch McConnell himself. It? Mitch McConnell has said that he worked with the White House to figure out what, and he... that they will
0: be coordinating going forward. Yeah. Exactly. So,
1: how can they be impartial jurors if they have? They're probably not. Said. Yeah. So, uh, that is, uh, I mean, what are the ramifications of you know, violating that oath? I don't nothing, even know.
0: Nothing, because right, so it's pointless. Right, uh, and it, it just shows how much is undercut when something like this happens. And it's just a matter of honor at that point, which, what the fuck does that even there mean There have anymore? been such higher stakes than honor already blazed past. So, like, yeah, again, we add something to the litany of insults to the law and eroding of the Constitution, certainly. It is weird how brazenly and proudly a lot of the republicans are saying not only that they like have political leanings which is allowed and you could argue but that that fits in the context you, before but before you
1: sit for that trial yeah. to say there's nothing that could happen that could convince me that he should be convicted
0: anyways yeah so they take an oath and that sucks uh that they're just gonna blaze past. that's fine um was there anything else i wanted to talk about with, with that oh i i did think that this put it nicely so dick durbin and Chris Kuntz, uh, have both put it this way that it's a nice like SAT analogy demonstration that like a trial has witnesses a cover up doesn't
1: yeah that's another question is why would they be keeping witnesses out Absolutely. if they wanted it and and Trump before <clears throat> the house even voted kept saying do it send it to the senate I want a fair trial it makes no sense and he
0: teased that maybe he would come testify himself for a hot second do
1: it <laughs> I honestly we like the democrats have been trying to get trump to testify under oath because it was be oh, yeah. so easy to get him on perjury
0: because he lies all the time which was all it took for clinton let it be remembered perjury about personal sex life a lot of the people who died on that hill have forgotten that but and Lindsey Graham during
1: the impeachment uh, yeah. trial of Bill Clinton advocated for witnesses and said like if you're not trying to hide anything why don't you want witnesses? But now no nope. Lindsey Graham's worthless. Um, but oh, he's,
0: you he's know very it's very useful it's to some people. It's one of many bullshit procedural working. arguments that they pivot on very swiftly and with no sort of concern for for how their logic is holding up. Like the whole. Why aren't you subpoenaing John Bolton? Okay, well, now John Bolton says that he will comply if he's subpoenaed. And I guess that doesn't matter anymore. And, uh, you know, why aren't you calling people from the administration? And then they are, and then they don't comply. So Because they're worried. <laughs> because it all looks really a, bad. you got to have some argument. So, um, basically,
1: the, it had... Had Pelosi sent the articles to the Senate before this new evi- evidence was introduced, it would have been a bad move. So there, it could have been that she was optically and, and less powerful. The yeah. fact that they sent the articles of impeachment the day after this evidence was factored in, it does seem like she knew that it was coming. He, his lawyer had she announced did. that they had Surely. they had evidence that was, that pertained to the impeachment. So it does seem like she knew what was going on, mm-hmm. and that's why she held on to it for so long.
0: No, I, I trust her. But it's strategist. weird that
1: she understood that. And other senators who are in the Democratic well, Party, I don't know. even pretty high ranking, didn't.
0: I don't know that they're on the Intelligence Committee or the Judiciary Committee. They might They might literally not have been privy to it. That's uh, true. Because a lot of balls are in her court, so to speak. But wasn't it public knowledge? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Tweet-wise, but that Tweet-wise. I don't know that that holds up in a court of pseudo-court of law. Um, The last thing that I want to say on that is that I have been preaching this to anybody who cares to listen and I still don't remember who said it but when we were watching the impeachment vote mm. somebody was commenting on the difference between how this vote has played out and the cult-like party loyalty which obviously underscores everything that's happened in recent that's a cult of years personality yeah yeah but that gerrymandering actually really has bolstered people's homogeneity in their home districts because in things like let's compare it right, to clinton. motivation to be part of sure it. so my lifetime our lifetime was the the clinton impeachment inquiry and then vote and even there you I mean, had I, we were ba- baby babies but yes, you had within, folks like joe but to say that it's recent yeah it's within the within last two history, decades yeah. you had people like joe lieberman and there's some other guy who did pivot and they were willing to cross party lines to some extent. I think Joe Lieberman left the party anyways, but that was later. There was a little bit more willingness to at least pretend to morals and cross party lines and compromise a bit, but now when you have such homogeneous districts where mm-hmm. people are looking to be reelected there's no constituency that you're trying to please on the other side because it's a slam dunk it's in the back yeah, there's no you're entirely uh, red bother?
1: there's no purple there's no blue why would you right. ever cross party lines not only because you don't care to but because to it doesn't work for you politically and
0: it actively works against you yeah yeah so um just 180 iran yeah that's the big, other big thing that's been going on and so
1: we're just gonna, we're gonna live straight though, to so that
0: we're gonna live to die another day it's it, for the time being yeah, let's just... We can breeze through this. That nuke is coming,
1: but not we today. We are going to survive. So on January 3rd, there was a strike on Kasim Soleimani, a major, uh, major general and the head of the Qud forces of the Iran-Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, which was designated as a terrorist group last year. He was considered the mastermind between several proxy wars throughout the Middle East, and he was basically considered the direct subordinate of the supreme leader. And he was... We don't really have celebrity generals here, if you think about i mean we have we have we have generals who are known by people who you know have their like who are are tapped into politics but we don't really have generals who are that level of celebrity
0: i will take this moment to say that it puts him in an interesting posture as a both like pseudo state actor agent and a non-state actor agent which through the proxy battles yeah right it makes it relevant to uh to international law and what the united states can do in response to him specifically and, and actions that are an extension of him because he's both a servant of the government officially yeah and he also has connections to a lot of these um non-state pseudo-terrorist agencies Groups that are throughout that, the Middle east yeah that are, are not connected that, to a government that's what so they of don't the... it's not two governments going at one another that's one of the uh,
1: the arguments against some, taking an action like this is that it's going to make it much harder for the troops that are in the Middle East.
0: Oh yeah, practically, certainly. And then also you have the the different set of jurisprudence on an international law scale and what we are actually permitted to do. And this was part of an escalating
1: series of events that happened. The, the most recent one before the Soleimani strike was the uh, the embassy attack in Iraq, Iran was responsible for. Trump was able to direct the strike without congressional authority. And there's
0: That's going... That's
1: fine. <laughs> That's great. Why do we need congressional authority again? Well, I uh, really don't know. So there's the... The reason why he was able to direct the, the strike was because of the 2002 authorization for use of military force. Well, let's
0: backtrack a bit. So, this is my War Powers Corner... Theoretically, a lot of this should be with Congress, right? Because they mm-hmm. have the power under Article One, Section 8 to declare war, among other things. They can raise and support uh, armies and militias and navies. All that good stuff. And, importantly, declare war. We have not declared war since World War Two, So, we have not been in a war. The Iraq War has been a figment of your imagination. Vietnam. It yeah. never happened. Uh-uh. So, that power such as it is has gone by the wayside um the executive by contrast in article two section one and two so this is again fun cheat sheet article one is legislative article two executive article three court system in case you're ever trying to hack what yeah it's very easy Um, make a chart (laughs) um but the executive it, it, there's this whole like unitary executive theory that there should be one person who can have the finger on the button, you mm-hmm. know, hold the football, have those one on one private conversations with uh, their parallel from another country. And it makes sense. I, in, if that person is sane, that's a great idea to have one human who is smart and making those immediate private calls directly. I don't like that. I don't That's like anyone it. I don't like
1: any one person having that much power. I mean, you
0: you you have to. Like in so, the 11th extent, hour you have yes, to. 11th hour calls. Like FDR Pearl Harbor, you have to have somebody say do X like send this person here and this is why and now we will move to the next point which is that the first backlash against executive exercise of power was the war powers resolution of 1973 which every executive including nixon at the time has shocking. said shocking unconstitutional because it prohibits us from doing our job
1: it's amazing to me that people
0: who have executive power don't want to lose shameless. it. Shameless, isn't that weird? Fucking shameless. So Nixon actually vetoed it. His veto was overruled, but everybody suck at firm Nixon since then. Um, a plus, but it and there was recently the uh,
1: the House voted on a, another the, war. Power there's some talk there about kind of yeah,
0: retooling that. But there are three grounds under the the WPR for. An executive authorizing military force and the first one is a declaration of war which like is not gonna happen uh, then statutory authorization which is essentially a lower tier less fanged version of a declaration of war because it's congressional approval yeah and then there's exigency or an imminent threat and that's what we love to capitalize upon <laughs> so and that kind
1: of brings us to the authorization for use of military force Absolutely. this was passed in 2002 in order to give george w bush the ability to it granted the president the authority to use all quote-unquote necessary and appropriate force against those whom he determined planned authorized committed or aided the september 11th attack is key there yeah because this is a, again a satellite yeah it's so vague. It's so broad. Like, so many people could fall under that and have fallen under that. And that's Arguing, why we've been yeah. able to use this. Or who harbored said persons or groups. Now, this is this is a beef I have with Obama. Because twice under his administration, this executive power was expanded oh, to... He, he, it was reinterpreted.
0: Right. And we can get to Libya in a second. I do want to say, interesting, that Tom Daschle, who's a Democrat, was the one who actually proposed the O2 AUMF. It's... Uh, oh yeah,
1: no, everyone was,
0: everyone was insane cohesion. back then Right yeah. <laughs> after 9-11, no one was thinking about anything the, But the key thing being that this is a It's a broad interpretation of executive power And it's been in place since then So nece- all necessary forces, it, that's huge And anybody who even aided that, I mean, that could be any number of foreign governments And certainly was used to be that But getting to what you're saying about Obama And uh, Libya being the key example of this, that mm-hmm. they used the AUMF and the War Powers Resolution to issue this OLC opinion, which we have mentioned mentioned before, Office of Legal Counsel is an agency within the we Justice Department. We need to Department. just have,
1: like, a sound that goes off every time we mention the Office of Legal Counsel. I, I think it's every episode. I think we've mentioned the Office of Legal Counsel, this obscure thing, in every single episode. Because It goes it, up all the time.
0: It's this sub it's unappealable subtext that kind of directs everything from impeachment to this but the average person has never heard of this right so they're just quietly i don't even know the who's writing these opinions i mean in this sense you and bybie because they did other Mm -hmm. gw bush like torture memos pro torture memos sounds like a metal band but so obama's olc was looking to make Gaddafi suffer in Libya for human rights abuses, which, you know, it's eventually. a noble end. Fine. He did eventually. Um, so they interpreted the War Powers Resolution, which, which does put in these time limits for when you have to get congressional approval, give notice and, and congres- get congressional approval after using military force to at least make sure that they know what you're doing. They said, they flipped it and kind of interpreted it negatively, which the War Powers Resolution actually says, do not interpret this to mean... That it's authorizing anything yeah, not written but who cares about that yeah, come on, now come i on. mean really they, they meant the opposite so they said well actually those limits are an endorsement of exercising military strength within the limits it's just that we can't continue it beyond that so they want us to act within the 60 days mm. and they also said well like what is a war though really like, isn't it's not really a, a war? We're going to call
1: this a conflict. We're going to call this one a conflict, and maybe this one, like, a squabble. Fair enough. Okay. We're going to call this one a squabble over here. Cute. It's a it's a tuss-up. It's a tuffle. <laughs> we're just going <laughs> <Just> to keep calling it cuter and cuter words <laughs> until... Keep trying.
0: But, yeah, yeah, so that... Every executive seems to expand, or at least endorse expanding it. This happened twice in February
1: 2015... It was reinterpreted to expand power, and in December of 2016, it was reinterpreted. And this is why it drives me crazy. Whenever I whenever I mention anything about Obama and I criticize him at all, people get so upset. It's like, no, I'll he did you, terrible
0: things! I'll kill you.
1: He was just as much of a hawk as so many of other of the previous presidents before him who people criticized for being hawks. He was just as much, but he never got the media coverage for
0: no, him. you No, absolutely. But I do think relativism is important because at least that was... Were at least trying to stay within the law and yeah. it was for the purpose of damning military uh, human rights abuses that is but i will
1: say if the media had done its job under obama the liberal media the, the msm um if the media had done its job under obama and had reported on this and talked about it then it could have potentially kept it in check like so it wasn't it didn't Come to the extent that it has now, and that's what drives me crazy. Because instead of writing about Obama's administration expanding the AUMF powers, they were making like BuzzFeed listicles about like ten times Obama's butt looked great in khakis, and it's like it did, you completely failed as watchdogs. You just didn't do your job. But for that's f- for not hot. Years.
0: It's not fun to talk about the AUMF. The I AUMF say, as isn't we do sexy. It. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, so we can we can get whatever. It just shows how much imminence and exigency play into this Mm -hmm. spin and Mm -hmm. boy they've been straining a lot of muscles trying to spin the exigency here and uh Brooke you want to talk about the distinction between the two words because I know you're practiced.
1: (sighs) I wrote it down so I hope
0: I. Do you want me to do it?
1: So (laughs) no I know the difference between. (laughs) So the the term that people have been repeatedly using including Pence and Vice President Pence and Secretary of State Pompeo uh, they've been saying eminent and not they don't imminent.
0: even
1: know what they're trying to justify. And we, you were talking about why it's important, that is important. They have been trying to justify the strike on Soleimani by saying that there were, there were two different reasons that they gave. The first is that there were four embassies where there was there there was an imminent threat to American lives on these four embassies. Quoting. And eminent. 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 <laughs> That's an I, folks. And then the second reason that they gave was that it was because of his previous actions right,
0: which is not authorized under domestic or international law so so that like so they kind of covered their asses with this there was an of rhetoric yeah it, it means absolutely nothing so that's why they're trying to fit the square peg into the round hole of eminence sick and they're they're trying to make some connection with like no this is going to happen Super soon You guys don't even know But we do We have the intelligence Which The folks who have seen The intelligence Such as it is Um Have actually Questioned it
1: Well Yeah Because right after the strike The rhetoric that was surrounding it Was well why He was a terrible person So why does it matter If he was killed Which is true
0: Again He was the worst And you can say that he Was absolutely a terrorist agent Without saying that it was Inappropriate and unacceptable under international and domestic law to kill him in the way that we did. The consequences
1: weren't considered and morally at all. unacceptable.
0: Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, the law consequences is just one facet of it. And
1: also, are we just going to start start taking out the horrible people? Are we just going to are we just going to nuke Kim Jong Un next? Nuke, but, but we're like, also we isolationist and
0: nationalist. Like, yeah, exactly. I, what the
1: fuck? And this. So what really annoys me is that when Trump pulls troops out who were who were there to support the kurds in areas of Kur- what is basically kurdistan they when he pulled those troops out everyone was like well he's going to end these endless wars that's what he's trying to do he's trying to pull troops out he's not interventionist he's not like neocons and your forever wars he he doesn't want our troops to be over there even though he didn't actually pull them out he just moved he them just around he just rerouted yeah so that was the rhetoric then now it's oh you love terrorists you love terrorists, that's why you don't want a drone strike them. Wow, yeah, don't you, you hate America? Are, uh, isn't part of our American pride that we stand up for the the oppressed in this world? It's like they just flipped the rhetoric. <laughs> How about the Kurds? What the fuck?
0: <laughs> and ironically, we shot ourselves in the foot there because when there was that counter on U.S. bases in Iraq. Iraq by Iran, it was actually a place that was patrolled by Kurdish troops. And you can't help but wonder if we had continued to support Kurdish forces, maybe there would have been a better groundwork in place there. The
1: point is, we can never rely on the Kurds again. And And rightfully, because we we shouldn't, because in a threadbare way. Yeah, and we got fucked over. So yeah, the retaliation for the Soleimani strike was that Iran ordered a strike on an Iraqi base, air base where American troops were stationed. No American personnel were killed. Like when Trump later commented on the strike, he used that as an excuse for why there would be no further retaliation. They weren't going to escalate further because no American personnel were killed. And something that's interesting: lives don't matter
0: unless they were born here.
1: So it was this, yeah, so he used that as an excuse that uh, several days after, I believe, the the strike on the Iraqi airbase, he came out and issued a statement where he basically said that they would be considering new sanctions on Iran. He called for- Less than optimal coherence. He called for the other countries who were involved in the Iran deal to pull out and for a new Iran deal to be created, which is never going to happen. We Um, we had one. We had one. We had one and it was uh, working. And now we don't, so that's... But he, the first thing he said when he walked out, and this hit me, was that he came out and he said, as long as I'm president, Iran will never have a nuke. A complete strategic move. He walked out and said, as long as I'm president, Iran will not have nu- nuclear capabilities. And what he was saying was... Baby. Basically, re-elect me, or some left-wing dovey squish is going to come in here yeah. and hand Iran... Good. a nuke basically that was that was very calculated and that kind of weirdly calculated this, it feeds into this him. rhetoric around this which is that he chose to do this at this time to distract from impeachment right he chose the strike at this moment because it was going to distract from what he knew was probably a pretty ugly impending senate trial
0: we'll see yeah and, the last things i want to throw in mark esper was on face the nation last weekend and expressly said that they had no reason to think that they had no like concrete evidence suggesting that there was an imminent attack on embassies and margaret brennan sorry imminent 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 <laughs> i'm sure he said imminent margaret brennan towards whom i'm biased for obvious reasons held his feet to the Are you fire married? is that your wife yes okay oh, you're my wife
1: clarifying that you're
0: my wife you just didn't take my I'm name sorry, doubt it.
1: Um, i doubt feminist, Mackenzie. i don't take my partner's name so
0: that's gross so yeah, that that's his own national security advisor. He's some Black? That sounds right. Uh, the other thing I do want to like re-detail in really quick form that the Iran deal was working per the Trump administration's own appraisal recently that they were not developing any uh, nuclear weapons or disobeying the terms. Uh, there are some stragglers in a relative sense left. In the deal, but we were the big enforcer. I think we talked about this in episode six. We go through it a little bit, but
1: it was an early one, I don't remember. Yeah. The
0: one. Just per Ben Rhodes, who was um an Obama advisor who was instrumental in its drafting and execution. Mm-hmm. Two thirds of the centrifuges were dismantled. Ninety eight percent of the enriched uranium stockpile in Iran was taken out. And then the enrichment capacity was limited to one facility with 24-7 monitoring by us and the other signatories. And uh, the reactor, the only reactor they had, uh, the core was removed and filled with concrete. So it really did cripple their capacity to develop. Now we are no longer enforcing that as the most powerful signatory. So there was a deal. It
1: was pretty good. That's we're just gonna Such talk as that it was, but let's do it again. Yeah. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. And it does seem like a a Hail Mary where he's like, Maybe we can get a new one. No, we're not gonna get a new one.
0: Last oopsies, uh, they shot down a plane. Did we say that? Oh
1: yeah. A Ukrainian plane was shot down over Iran. It killed hundred and seventy three people. The Iranian government tried to say for several days that they had no involvement and that it was an accident that it was a crash and a, a, a mechanical malfunction.
0: Totally coincidental. There are now
1: widespread protests in Iran because basically the government lied to its people for three days about a huge catastrophe. And
0: it's well, the interesting. Protests, the protest began before that and I think precipitated so There have some been this.
1: protests ooh, over the past six months or so, we talked about this in an earlier episode, but there were were protests in Iran because gas prices hiked, and it was already sort of a tinderbox because there is so – the the people in Iran are very much oppressed by a theocracy, and they – it's – I think that we've seen a global trend toward sort of populist movements rising up and taking on the government and sort of working for the government that they want, and this is not – Iran is not an exception. And so the protests in Iran that happened over the gas hikes, they a lot of the protesters disappeared. The theory is that they were killed by the government. And so it's very dangerous to protest in Iran now. And the fact that the Iranian people are not only protesting the government, but calling for Rouhani to step down is... They're, they're basically putting their lives on the line. It's
0: gutsy, yeah.
1: They know they could be killed. Several newscasters have stepped down from their positions because and apologized for unknowingly lying to the Iranian people. This is they Unknowing. it's it it's indicative of a very deep seated unrest in the country. And I, I don't know if this is a breaking point at all, but I mean we, we support movements that are advocating for the the government that
0: the that the people
1: want. So the clerical leaders in that country suppress any kind of dissent and it's, well, they
0: shut down the internet. In, they shut down the
1: internet during the, the, yeah. ga- the protests over gas hikes. They absolutely stamp out any dissent. And so the fact that there are protesters there who are, who are actually calling for the Supreme leader, to remarkable. down. Yeah. It is remarkable. And it's extremely brave. So um, one so, footnote to all of this that I wanted to add. It's not all bad <laughs> because, you know, yes, there is a lot of conflict and death, but at least... Somebody's making money, and those somebody's oh, are right, right,
0: right.
1: Aerospace and defense, Northrop Grumman, Lockheed Martin, and Raytheon stocks are all skyrocketing. So you know, you know Brooke, Q4. It's not war if somebody's not profiting on it, and it's just I. It warms the cockles of my heart when Lockheed Martin. Ew profits off just death and my destruction heart cockles my heart cockles are just warmed by the fact that people can profit <laughs> off war i love it Sick. it's just it's so good and i gotta get in on that it's not indicative of just a deep-seated evil in our country at all uh the socks jumped right after the strike on soleimani and after iran's retaliatory strike on iraq air bases. so just someone out there is just you know
0: i keep to
1: one of these days You should absolutely invest in war stocks and private prisons. War stocks, (laughs) and just really buy your place in hell. I could. Uh, Okay. The
0: last thing I want to say is that Virginia just became the 38th state to vote in favor of the Equal Rights Amendment. Which what does um, this effectively do? By the way, well, it's a great question. Does it actually matter? That's my question. Absolutely, because constitutional uh, underpinnings are really important we've just been working off the 14th amendment due process clause which mm. came out of the civil war and doesn't really say anything about gender it just says don't deprive us of liberty state governments and extensions thereof that never works without due process so that's that's the the thing that we're working on for things like abortion rights gay marriage etc 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 and it's again square peg round hole problem but the constitution and having that as the basis for something being illegal is so important mm. and uh a friend of mine bryce who it is to it is his birthday today and oh, he's happy birthday bryce also from australia so hope he doesn't die oh it, yes <laughs> yep mm-hmm. so as a non-american from yeah. a an arguably slightly less flawed country maybe no i don't know scott morrison's pretty pretty bad he's fucked i don't know i don't know All right. I, I, comparably is different but he said when I told him about this he's like I don't get it people voted against it what is is there something unintentionally wrong that's going to happen if this is passed and I told him great question the best argument that people have made against the ERA and keep in mind this is the 38th of 50 states to vote Mm. to ratify is that we don't need it. Women are already equal. Yeah, people keep saying that. So what's the fucking problem? They, well, I think they just don't want it in the
1: Constitution, Mackenzie, Crazy. it sounds like. They just really, 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 really don't want it in the Constitution. So
0: 38 are required. This has been pending for something like four decades. And after
1: so much bad news for women in the last three years. I'm hesitant just
0: to count on this, but it's at least... At least one good thing is going We're gonna recap the
1: debates next week. We're gonna talk probably. There's gonna be more on impeachment next week, Mm. and there's probably uh, gonna be other terrible things that happen between now and so. Oh yeah, oh god, I don't want to. Mm. I don't want to talk about Bernie and Warren. We don't have to. Do we have to talk about the media just pitting two of the most progressive candidates against each other? Biden's gonna win.
0: Biden's gonna fucking win. (laughs) Soup brains for president.
1: Alright, folks, uh you can Fox follow Mackenzie at MKZ Joy Brennan on oh. Instagram and get me to the number two nunnery on Twitter.
0: A nunnery, bitch. Oh my god. I love
1: you so much. A nunnery. I was I, I think it should be the nunnery because I think there there is one That's you have a not soulmate nine.
0: <sighs> That's just out there. For you. All right, get me to a nunnery on Twitter. And my lovely wife, Brooke, is at Brooke Angeline on Instagram. Mm-hmm. and at bke rogers on twitter yes you should go give her kisses you ugh. like you can, i do you can dm both of us questions we want to
1: know what you guys want to hear about in the coming weeks because we've been gone for so long that we don't know what you want it was weird it was just the holidays it was just the holidays that was it was just the holidays and just deep 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 depression but that's <laughs> it. We're fine um and so you can dm us uh if you have suggestions about what you want or questions or if, if you just want to say hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Alright, hi. hi. Bye. We're going to head out. Have a good January. Hope, Hope don't you get survive. Hope we all do. Bye guys.
0: And wait, wait. Not done yet.
1: i uh-huh.